Welcome to our teaching today, where Christ's Word is the center of our world. We are about to listen to the undiluted Word of God from the throne of grace with Pastor Philip Ransom Bello. Spirit of God, ladies, in my heart to share. Second Samuel chapter 9, verse 1. Second Samuel chapter 9, verse 1. Second Samuel chapter 9 verse 1. If you have it, say amen. Alright, the Bible says, Now David is there still... Now David, David said, Is there still anyone who is left in the house of Saul that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake? Verse 2. We're going to read all the way to verse 13. And there was a servant of the house of Saul whose name was Ziba. So when they had called him to David, the king said to him, Are you Ziba? He said, At your service. Verse 3. Then the king said, Is there not still anyone of the house of Saul to whom I may show the kindness of God? And Ziba said to the king, There is still a son of Jonathan who is lame in his feet. Verse 4. So the king said to him, Where is he? And Ziba said to the king, Indeed, he is in the house of Machir, the son of Amiel, in Lodabah. Verse 5. Then King David sent and brought him out of the house of Machir, the son of Amiel, from Lodabah. Now when Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, had come to David, he fell on his face and prostrated himself. Then David said, Mephibosheth, and he answered, Here is your servant. Verse 7. So David said to him, Do not fear, for I will surely show you kindness for Jonathan, your father's sake. Can you say it together with me, for Jonathan's sake? And will restore to you all the land of Saul, your grandfather, and you shall eat bread at my table continually. That's restoration there. Just say after me, say, Lord, I receive restoration. If there is anything that you have lost, if there is anything you have been trusting God for, restoration has come for us this evening. Hallelujah. Now, next verse says, Then he bowed himself and said, What is your servant that you should look upon such a dead dog as I? And the king called Ziba, Saul's servant, and said to him, I have given to your master's son all that to your master's son all that belonged to Saul and to all his house. You therefore and your sons and your servants shall walk the land for him, and you shall bring in the harvest that your master's son may have food to eat. But Mephibosheth, your master's son, shall eat bread at my table always. Somebody say always. Now Ziba had 15 sons, oh, wow, and 20 servants. How many of you want 15 sons here? Remember, remember what, I mean biological sons. How many of you want biological 15 sons? If you want that, say amen. amen. <laughs> you say <laughs> The amen is from the men. Not the women. <laughs> but you see, you know, God has given women some amazing strength. You see, to do that, to push, 
That's, that's one thing a man can never do. To, that, that push. No matter how the doctor tries to understand the push, he doesn't get it. You have to be a woman to understand it. But it's also amazing how after the pain, they celebrate or embrace their, their child as though they never went through any pain. It's very interesting. Next verse. Well, somebody wanted to clap for the woman there. Go ahead and clap, clap, clap. Next verse. Then Ziba said to the king, according to all that my lord the king has commanded his servant, so will your servant do. As for Mephibosheth, said the king, he shall eat at my table like one of the king's sons. Verse 12. Mephibosheth had a young son whose name was Micah. And all who dwelt in the house of Ziba were servants of Mephibosheth. Verse 13. So Mephibosheth dwelt in Jerusalem, for he ate continually at the king's table. Let's read that together from um, verse 13. Let's go, one to go. So Mephibosheth dwelt in Jerusalem, for he ate continually at the king's table, and he was lame in both his feet. This evening, I just want to share a word and encourage someone with what I have titled short changed for glory short changed for glory look at your neighbor and say to the person who is by your side you may have been short changed but it's for glory turn to someone else and say you may have been short changed but it's for glory Okay, you're going to help me preach. You're going to stand up on your feet and walk to three people. The two or three people you've been wanting to talk to. Go ahead and meet them right now and say, you may have been shortchanged. But it is for glory. Now, who knows what it means to be shortchanged? To be shortchanged means to... Um, give something and not get back in return the fullness of what you gave. That's what it means to be shortchanged. To be shortchanged means you have given 100% and then you get 60%. That's a short change. And many times life is always like that where you give so much and then you get little. So that's what short change means. And from the story, you see how many people have been shortchanged. Um, um, you see um, Makir, you see Mephibosheth, shortchanged in the story that we just read. Uh, let, me, let me practically do this. Um, who amongst you here have a 1,000 naira note? Already you have a 1,000 Come, bring your 1,000 naira note. I want you to give me the 1,000 iron note and sew it as a sheet. <laughs> so now, oh, you want to give me all of them? Just one. <laughs> okay, now, so this is 1,000 iron. So she gives me 1,000 um, and I'm meant to give her back 1,000 Yeah, let's say, for example, I'm meant to give her 1,000 and... Um, Okay, I have some change here. So, this is your 
1,000 naira. That's one. How much is that? That's fine. You see the way she said it boldly. <laughs> All right. So, praise God. Don't you love your pastor? Amen. <laughs> now, but you see, um, Ore has been shortchanged. Yeah? So that's what it means. Shortchanged. When you give so much and then you get little. That's a short change. That's a short change. The first person who was short changed in the story is Melphibosheth. If you read the story of Melphibosheth, Melphibosheth, you would realize that the fact that he was lame on both feet was not necessarily his fault. In fact, while he was five years old, um, the Bible says that the nurse heard of the demise of his father and his grandfather. Both of them died the same time. And while she was trying to escape with the child, she fell down. And in trying to run, falling down, the child broke his, probably shifted his spine and then got paralyzed from um, his waist downwards and couldn't walk. That's a short change. A short change is when you give so much and there is no reciprocity, there is no reciprocation. Is anybody here who has given a lot into life and then you haven't gotten back as much as you've given in return? Is anybody, is there any real person here? Yeah, there are a lot of us. And that's the story of Mephibosheth. Mephibosheth symbolizes someone who is in pain, someone who has gone through so much, someone who has been abused by people who have already been abused. Um, I realize that many times the deficiencies of other people make you deficient because they can help you to holistically form as the person you ought to be. So because of that, it affects who you have become entirely. Someone who is sound or someone who is knowledgeable would likely transfer his knowledge. But someone who has been incapacitated in some way will have a way of affecting the people who are also around them. So Mephibosheth is, is a sign of someone who is shortchanged. While I was praying today, um, the Spirit of God said to me that a lot of people who will come to your service or to your celebration this evening, many of them have been shortchanged about something. You, you, you are praying that you get even at least 70% of what you put in. Is anybody here who has been loved and is not loved back? Do you know what it feels like to know how to love? But you don't feel the love back. In fact, you thought you were in a relationship, but you later found out that you were the only one in the relationship. <laughs> That's a short change. For, for some of you who were, you were in your father's house growing up as a child, and, and instead of your father or your mother to love you completely, and treat you the way other kids were treated. They didn't treat you that way. That's a short change. 
Because it's not your fault that the crisis of life will hit your family. It's not your fault that your father or your mom will go through the experiences that they went through while they were bringing you up. But you happen to have come into their lives at that time. It was a bad time for them. And then what happened to you, you became shortchanged. It affected your whole uh, growing up. Your minds have become stunted by the experiences of life. There, there are some people, the, 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 there was a lady I was, I was talking to someday. Um, or we were talking about a lady um, that was like two weeks ago. And this girl, living in the house of her father, her father slept with her for the better part of her life. That's a short change. In fact, when school is over, she doesn't want to go home. Everybody is rejoicing and wanting to go home for a holiday, but she doesn't want to go home because the experience at home is a terrible experience. It's a bad experience. That's a short change. Some of us have not had the best of experiences. We've not had the best that life has to offer. But it's still a short change. Mephibosheth, the Bible says that Mephibosheth was taken by the nurse. And while she was running, she fell. And the boy became lame. Sometimes the things that happen to you is not really your fault. Sometimes you were just born. And just being born, you, you came into problems. That's a short change. A short change is when other people's experiences are not yours. That's a short change. So, you have um, Mephibosheth, who is grown up as a man living in another man's house. The second person in the story who is shortchanged is not just Mephibosheth, but is the person who was taking care of Mephibosheth. That's Makir. Now, imagine, imagine a grown-up man taking care of another grown-up man who is about 45 years old. It's one thing to take care of a child who is three years old and be able to cater for all the mess that the child will bring up. But it's another thing for you to take care of someone who is lame and old. It's an old problem, but you have to take care of it. So many of us are stuck with things that you already know will never bring good to you. But you are the one who will bring good to it. Some of you are stuck in positions where you have to love the incapacities of the other person. Do you know what it means when Makir, who is taking care of Mephibosheth, has to love Mephibosheth? Okay, let me put it this way. Who has been in love with the lame before? Have you ever been in love with someone who doesn't have capacity? This is a capacity problem. Someone who constantly abuses you. But you are stuck there. It's a short change. You're working in a company and they never appreciate you. That's a short change. You're giving so much and nobody says thank you. That's a short change. You're in situations where you don't get the exact investment as what you have put in. That's a short change. So God said to me to tell someone this evening, I'm glad I'm saying this on my birthday, um, 
that in spite of the deficit, in spite of the short change, in spite of what you have to battle with, I'm going to prepare you for glory. Oh, somebody didn't get that. I'm going, to, I'm going to prepare you for glory because God says, I know about the short change. Can you identify yours now? As I'm talking to you, you probably are thinking, what is my short change? What is, what is the one thing about me that um, I wish could be better? What is the one thing about me that I have prayed for so long that God will change? But it's not changing. That's a short change. But you see, the Bible says that Mephibosheth was in Lodabar, which means that he was abandoned instead of coming into the palace, which was rightfully his. He was shortchanged of a destiny that he was meant to enjoy. There are some of you who are meant to be enjoying certain things right now, but something happened, you became shortchanged. I know of the story of certain people who were the prince and princesses in their families, but the moment one of their parents passed on, their father or their mother had to remarry, and you who is a child who used to be the adult princess in your house, you who used to be the prize of a great prize, you used to be the one who daddy and mommy put together and said, this is my baby girl. All of a sudden, your, your other parent that is still alive got married, and then you are feeling now like an extended family that's a short change because it's not your fault that stuff happened but it happened anyways and you have been short changed everybody has something that you put in a hundred percent and you don't get all the hundred percent back so everybody has everybody has that you put in so much but you don't get it back that's a short change. But you see, the good thing about the, uh, uh, um, God is that even though he knows your deficit, he knows that you put in 100% and you get back only 60%, he knows that you're not going to die in your deficit. Because if you read the story of Mephibosheth, he was still alive even though he was in Lodeba. Lodeba is a place where it's called no communication. It's a place of no communication. That's what Lodeba means. And sometimes you can go through extreme pain. I want to talk to real people this evening. You can, go into, you, you, can go, you can go into extreme pain and there is a period in your life where you talk about the pain. But a time will come where you stop talking about it. At that moment, it has internalized. And the only thing that is at the back of your mind is because of the short change, what you keep saying is you owe me. I'm speaking from a place in my life. And I feel like I should share this on a very sensitive day on my birthday. I'm speaking from a place in my life where, like I said to you, I don't deserve to be your pastor. And I have been in a situation where I have struggled with the call. I've struggled to do this. There are many times I didn't want to come back here. Yeah, I love to preach. I love to be a pastor. I love to do that. It has become a part of me. But there were times where I didn't feel like it because I just wanted to be by myself. Because I felt I was shortchanged. Because if you, if you, if you look at your life, 
you feel you ought to be in some places that you are not yet. But something that is about the will of God, following that will, makes you slow in a certain way. And you feel, trying to compare yourself with somebody else, you feel if you were in the world, it would have been faster. Do I have people who are here? You feel if, if I did it the way he did it, if I do it the way they are doing it, I wouldn't be shortchanged like this. So why do I have to pay following the will of God? Why, why do I have to cry following the will of God? There are some times where I just needed a few people to talk to because I wouldn't be able to talk to everyone. I wouldn't be able to say so many. Leadership is a very lonely place. It's a very lonely place to be where you get into a place of silence and you can't communicate some things. Everybody looks at you and thinks you're fine, but you're really not. Even beyond the makeup, beyond the mascara. Did I get it, mascara? Beyond the what? Beyond the chivon, the, the antifumi. Beyond all of that, you look good, you have your nice perfume on, but there is a problem inside. And it takes, it takes a real friend who will call you and say, what is going on with you? Beyond the smiles. They look at your eyes and they know you're not alright. Have you seen people who ask you, how are you? And they don't wait for you to say, fine. And I ask myself, why did you ask in the first place? You ask me, how are you today? And then you walk by like I wasn't going to give you an answer. If you are not going to wait for an answer, don't ask. You see, but my point to you is that everybody is in the place where you feel like you are shortchanged about something. Who here doesn't feel there are certain things you deserve to have, to, to have? Okay, let me put it this way. There are some of you who don't have what other people have easily. Maybe you understand my point better. There are some things that people have at the snap of their finger, but you don't have it. That's a short change. But I thank God that in spite of our short change, God still keeps us alive in the deficit. In the place of Lodaba where there is no communication. Where I can't even talk to anybody about what I'm going through. But God still keeps us alive there. So then you have, you have um, um, Mark here who is uh, the man who is taking care of Mephibosheth. And then he has to. If Mephibosheth was okay, he wouldn't have to do that. But now he has to accommodate another problem for his own self. In addition to his own children that he needs to take care of. He now has to take care of a grown man with his own children. That's a short change. That's a short change. Can I speak to you this evening? There are certain pains in your heart. Hear me, I'm not trying to preach. I'm trying to talk to you. There are certain pains in your heart. That you may not be able to communicate like you used to before. As a matter of fact, it's as though the pains have become a part of you. But, but God is saying that I'm going to use that for glory. So my short change is going to turn into glory. God says that I'm going to use that deficit for my glory. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. So... Encourage yourself. Brace yourself, friends. Brace yourself. 
You don't have it the way you thought. Have you seen that DP before? Where you have your plan for your life and it's a straight road. But the ideal thing that happens, the practical experience of life, is you're going to go through a canoe. Then when you come out through the canoe, you go through a bicycle. When you come out of the bicycle, you go through a downfall. See, as fine as you are, nobody knows what you've been through. People don't know. That's why when I praise God, I praise God for myself. I praise God for me because you are not there. My prayer for you is that may God give you real friends. Real friends. Real friends. It was the short change of Mephibosheth that made Makir short-changed. So short-changed people short-change other people. And many times we are short-changed because the people around us were short-changed by something else. That's the way life is. But you see, God works things for his glory. God knows what he's doing. If that's the word you can pick today, that God knows what he's doing. Be comforted with that. He understands what he's doing. I have an auntie. She she got married to a very prospective wealthy man. My uncle, great man, is one of the greatest men I have ever met. And about 20 years ago, on his way to Makodi back from Lafia, so I'm not really sure, there was a ghastly accident on the way. And the custom assaulted severally. And when he regained consciousness, he realized that he couldn't move his two legs anymore. And then the people he had, of course, he had twisted his spine and that affected his spinal cord. So when the people who were there around him tried to rescue him, they came and dragged him wrongly. And that aggravated the injury. And it, it, it made permanent what should have been a temporary injury. And my uncle right now is lame. And for 20 years, of course, he has his customized car. He has a customized bed, but he's lame on both feet. And anytime I go to Benue State, anytime I go to Makodi, I would always go beside him and sit down and, and draw wisdom from him because that's such a great man that God gave to the city of Makodi, the city of Benue State. I mean, Benue State. He was one time the registrar of um, the Benue State University. And as a matter of fact, he actually achieved way more while he was lame than even while he was on his two feet because his wisdom and the fact that he was lame drew the attention of so many people to him and people just wanted to come listen to him and hear the great wisdom that God gave him but if anyone told my auntie over 27 years ago that the man you're going to marry is going to be lame in the next seven years after your marriage or after your wedding she would never believe but right now she has to cater for a man who is full grown and, 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 and take care of his incapacitations and all of that. And she has to live with it. She has to love it. She's shortchanged, but God has given her the grace for it. 
Do you remember Paul? The Bible says Paul concerning something that was happening to Paul. The Bible says Paul prayed three times for an affliction to leave his body. And God said, you know what? I'm not going to let this affliction leave you. I will keep the affliction there. Paul said, I pray three times. The apostle Paul prayed three times. That the affliction, the thorn in the flesh, would leave him. And then God said, no. My grace is sufficient for you. It means that in your weakness, I'm going to show my strength. Friends, I came to say to you, there are some things that God is not going to change. The reason why he won't change it is because he wants to change you with it. And when you come to the place where you have understood the change that he's trying to work in your life through that short changed process, you would embrace all the dealings of God and you will know that in, in the confidence, you would know that God is up to something. Nobody here will be put to shame. I speak this from my heart. Nobody here is going to be put to shame. You see, growing up as a young person, I was scared of the future. I didn't think certain things belonged to me because I had insecurities. But that was a short change because of my environment and my exposure. But I, I came to also tell you that if there is any such fear that you are having, you're going to come into the place where you realize the glory of God that is at work in your life. You will not be put to shame. Amen. Hallelujah. Now in conclusion of what I decided to share this evening with you is that the most important thing to know when you are shortchanged is that you must always stay in the place where your heart is not affected. Because there is the tendency to get bitter in the short change. Bitter people don't get better. As a matter of fact, because you are bitter, you are carrying so much weight on your shoulders. And because of that weight, you can't even run fast. Because you are not even in a competition with someone else. It's your race. So, bitterness is not what you should. Don't consider it. Now, if, 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 if Joseph, the Bible says that Joseph was thrown into the pit, that was a short change. He didn't deserve it. As a matter of fact, the father gave Joseph the coat of many colors. He gave him, it was a statement that Joseph was his favorite son. And Joseph wore the coat and he made his other brothers jealous. But anytime he wore the coat, he always remembered that his father loved him. His father appreciated him. One of the best ways you can keep yourself through trials is when you always remember that God loves you. Don't tell me that because God loves you, you won't go through stuff. You will. The proof of God's love on Jesus and you was the cross. So how can you express God's love without talking about the cross? Many times, pain is the expression of love. It's a painful thing when you have to go through stuff. And, and, and you, you know God is working something, but you wish you could wake up at the end of the day and just get an anesthesia and, and be immune to the pain at the time. But God says, no, I need that pain for you. So, Joseph was short-changed. It's a short change. But guess what? When he got to the palace, he didn't stay, he, he didn't stay bitter. If it was some of us, you know what some of us are going to do? Because it was your brothers who kept you in 
the pit and then sold you to um, uh, Egypt. You know what many of us are going to do? The moment we see our brothers the next time, we're going to put them in prison. Because they have to pay, they have to pay back what they did to you. Pressed down, shaken together and running over. But you see, when, when God wants to bless a man, one of the first things he does is he looks at the heart of the man. Look, if you have a large heart, you're ready for greatness. People who have a small heart can accommodate greatness. That's so why when I look at my father, I learn so much. Bishop Bello, I learned so much from him because he cares about even the people who don't care about him. That's a short change. It's a short change when you have to love someone who is insulting you. It's a short change when you have to live above abusive words of your parents. That's a short change. When your cousins, probably who were supposed to be the ones that would protect you, they raped you. That's a short change. And if some of you catch if you are able to, if, if there is anyone who, one major question in the mind of any girl or lady that is raped is why me? Do you understand it? Why did God allow this to happen to me? But I came to tell somebody, all things are working together for your good. Yeah, that's the truth. All things are working together for your good. Now God allows Joseph to get to the palace. And the moment he gets to the palace, the same Joseph who was sold by his brothers empowered his brothers. Gave them food. Gave them money. Are you going to do the same? Are you going to bless the people that curse you? Are you going to be kind to the people who have been mean to you? It's a question you have to really ask yourself because God says, I'm going to take you high up there, but you must have a heart to forgive. There's some of you who are here, you're dealing with unforgiveness because you've been shortchanged. And the unforgiveness is like a cancer eating deep into your life. You, you just say you've forgiven, but you've really not forgiven. On this day, you have to make up your mind and say, I forgive. You don't owe me anymore. Do you understand what I'm saying? You see, I gave Oref 500 naira while she gave me 1,000 naira. But in her mind, I still owe her. You can't help it. Should I give you back your 500 naira? But that's the way we are. In our minds, we feel that they owe us an apology. They, they owe us that compensation of the 100% I gave and I'm not taking the 100 back. You owe me. But God says to those of you who are listening to me, you have to forgive. There was a day God was teaching me about forgiveness and he said to me, he son, um, Jesus didn't forgive the disciples, I mean, um, the soldiers who killed him. He didn't forgive those soldiers while he got to the throne. This thing I'm saying to you is easier said than done. He didn't forgive them when he got to the throne. He forgave them while he was on the cross. Many of us are saying, I'm going to calm down before I forgive. 
I'll think about it before I forgive. You see, when you have been shortchanged and you want to shortchange others, you are shortchanging yourself. If you pay evil for evil, you are shortchanging yourself. I don't know who I'm talking to because I'm not even supposed to preach this evening. But if you don't forgive the person who rightfully you ought not to forgive, you are shortchanging your destiny because you are indirectly saying to God, I can't handle the blessing. That's what you're saying. But God forbid a bad thing. We're going to drop many weights in our hearts tonight. Somebody say amen. Amen. Yeah, we're going to drop many weights in our heart. We're going to drop many weights um, um, off our lives. And we're going to run. The Bible says, do away with those things that easily beset us. And let us run the race with patience. Hallelujah. Even Jesus was shortchanged. Jesus came as a servant, not as God. The Bible says, let this, Philippians 2, 5, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Who um, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself what? Of no reputation. He took the form of a servant and he was made in the likeness of, of men. Jesus was shortchanged. Our common salvation was on the man who shortchanged himself and said, you know what? I'll cease to be God so that I can reach out to these ones. Sometimes in life you have to go through what is not fair. Sometimes in life you have to go through stuff that you're asking yourself, why am I the only one going through it? But God said, you are the one I chose to go through it. And because you are the one I chose to go through it, You will be the one to show my glory. So, don't complain when you're in your pain. Don't complain where people are spiting you with their words or backstabbing you. It's, It's a horrible thing to be in front of people who talk good about you and the moment you turn your back, the same people who open their mouth to say something good about you begin to curse you. May God deliver you from such people. The same people who said to Jesus, this is the son of David, Messiah, King of Kings, Lord of Lords. It was the same people who said to to Pilate, crucify him. The same people. May God deliver us from people. You see, because your destiny is bigger than people. Your destiny is bigger than what anybody has done to you. So for those of you and for those of us who have been shortchanged in life, um, I have good news for you. There was glory waiting for us at the end of the day. I have good news for you. Every reproach, every shame has been rolled away. The Bible says, who for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross and he despised the shame. Jesus endured the cross and he despised the shame. He was shortchanged on the cross. He despised the shame. And the Bible says, God has highly exalted him. And he has given him a name that is above all name. That at the mention of the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue will confess 
that Jesus is Lord. It will be said of you that your story will be that this person who went through all this crisis, the, the devil threw it at him and God allowed it. And God didn't even change the situation. God said that I will build this person up through that thing. It will be said of you that your story will be, his story has changed. Her story is not the same anymore. Something has happened to him. That's why the Bible says when men will say there is a casting down, you will say there is a lifting up because you understand that your short change is not forever. Are you still here? My short change is not forever. What I'm going through is just for a moment. It's just for now. The Bible says that the sufferings of this present time, they are not worthy to be... Are you hearing me, people? They are not worthy to be compared to the glory that shall be revealed. It's not worthy. I understand my pain because my eyes is set on the price. I can go through it because my eyes is on the price. Hallelujah. For those who are shortchanged by life, you are shortchanged by incidents, you are shortchanged by broken relationships, you are shortchanged by broken promises, you are shortchanged by incapacities, you are shortchanged by deficiencies, you are shortchanged by misfortunes. God said, I'm going to use it. Hallelujah. I'm going to use it for my glory. The blind man asked Jesus, who committed the sin? Is it the blind man who sinned? Or is it his father who sinned? Jesus said, neither did the blind man sin, neither did his father sin. But the reason why this man is blind is for the glory of God. Because I want to show my glory in his blindness. It's a short change but I'm still coming to the palace. The Bible says Mephibosheth was called to the palace. There's a conversation about you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? There's a conversation about you. There's a conversation in high places about you. There's a conversation in the palace about you. Joseph was in the prison and everybody forgot Joseph. Even the man he helped, he interpreted his dream. And Joseph said to the man, when you get to the throne, please remember me. The man got out of prison and he forgot about Joseph. But there was a day when Joseph was needed. There was a time when Joseph was needed and Joseph was called by the king. He was called forth by the king. The Bible says they took Joseph out. The first thing they did was they changed his garment. Which means they changed the way he looks. Somebody's look is about to change. Hallelujah. Somebody's look is about to change. The Bible says Joseph's beard was shaved. His outlook is about to change. Because you are coming before the king, you have to change your appearance. Have you seen uh, an Agbero before? These Lagos boys who are probably under the bridge, who have no job. And then um, the boy is not even aware that his grandfather had so much of money. And because nobody was able to trace him, um, he was abandoned. And then he is like a tout. One of those boys who would sleep under the bridge and dirty smelling and then finally some lawyers come to look for the boy and they say to him your grandfather was a rich man and the boy does not understand the language of the lawyer so what the lawyer does is he takes him first of all cleans the guy up takes him to a hotel which hotel now? Four points. Takes him to four points hotel. 
allow a, the air conditioning to breeze his head properly. So that the sufferings of Lagos, the overheating that has been in his system, will leave him for a while. And then the boy begins to come to a consciousness that uh, there's something changing about my life. Somebody's about to get a new look. Somebody's about to get a new outlook of life. And then God begins to bless your life. He begins to make you experience certain things. He's doing that so you know what you have. In fact, he's trying to prove to you that you are rich. Do you understand what I'm saying? He's trying to prove to you that you are wealthy. So the lawyer begins to take care of this boy. The lawyer takes him to... Um, the boy says, what I want to eat is mama put. The lawyer says, the kind of money you have is not mama put money. The kind of money you have is buffet. You know, there's a difference between eating and feasting. There's a difference between eating and feeding. It's not the same. He said, the kind of money you have is the one that can feed the whole of Lagos State. And he says to the boy, choose any place where you want to eat. And the boy said, you mean me? He said, yes, you. You see, when God came down, he said to you, in spite of your short change, I'm taking you to a glory that you've never seen before. It's, a, it's, it's an unrecognizable glory. Hey, it's a glory that does not have a reference point. Are you getting what I'm saying? I might be sounding like this and it feels like I'm joking, but I'm speaking to someone prophetically. Somebody's life is about to turn. Hallelujah. My life is about to turn. My life is about to turn. And you know what? I will keep speaking until I see it happen. I will keep talking. The Bible says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. I'm redeemed, but I won't keep quiet. I'm redeemed. I will keep talking. I'm redeemed. I will keep speaking. I'm redeemed and I will keep saying that I'm not poor. I'm the rich that the devil is trying to make poor. You don't have money in your pocket. Your experience and your positions are far. But God says, as you keep talking, you will see that there is a matching up. And then the boy is brought into the court. And they, they now declare the whole estate of what the boy has. And the boy is made to realize that he's as wealthy as anybody who he could think of. See, the first thing you need to do when God is about to bless you is to break your mind. Open up your mind for the blessings of God. For those of you who feel in this administration you can't be blessed, that devil is a liar. You're going to get phone calls. You're going to get invitations. You're going to get calls from people. People who are in high places. And because of what you can do that nobody else can do. They are going to pay you in currencies that are beyond the naira. I just spoke prophetically now. Somebody's going to call and give me a testimony of how you got paid in dollars. In the next two weeks. I don't know who that is for. In the next two weeks. In the next two weeks. You're going to give me a call, Pastor Phil. I got paid in dollars. So let go of the weight that is in your life. Let go of it. Because you see, you can't carry all those people who offended you into the place of glory. There is no space for offense. You can't carry all the offenses in your heart. All the feelings of you owe me. You can't carry it into the future. 
How will you be the one to bless your neighbor or to bless the people he delivered you from if you're bitter? Bow down your heads. Bow down your heads. We're going to do something real right now. For those of you who need to forgive, I'm not going to call you out. I'm not going to say, come out. I'm just going to say, begin to pray and ask God to give you the grace to forgive whatever offense and incidents that you need to let go. For there is a mighty healing. There is a river of healing flowing here. There is peace like a river coming right now. There's peace flowing in your hearts right now. Wisdom to navigate through the crisis of life. I may not be a hundred percent happy, but I'm glad that I'm not dead. I may not be a hundred percent where I want to be, but I'm glad I'm not where I used to be. I bless God that my life is not a worse situation. Other people are doing it in the same field that you are in. And you are asking yourself, what is wrong with me? But friends, there is nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with you. God says, I'm going to use the same for glory. You're hearing the sound of my voice. You're a lawyer here. Other lawyers are making it big time. And yours is a struggle. You're an engineer here. Other engineers are making a big time and yours is a struggle. You are into business. Other people are making business hits. And yours is a struggle. You're asking yourself, what is the problem? Is it a me problem? Or is it something I'm not doing well? You're an entertainer. You're in the music ministry. And you're asking yourself, what is it about my ministry that needs to be fixed? Why am I different? This concludes this message. Thank you for listening. And for more information about the Standpoint Church, visit our social media platform on www.facebook.com slash standpointabj, twitter.com slash standpointabj, instagram.com slash standpointabj, and on soundcloud.com slash standpointabj.